friends, it's Shelly Hitz here for another Freedom Friday. And you know, this is where I'm just sharing real life struggles and finding freedom in Christ alone related to our bodies and relationship with food. And you know, God just keeps reminding me that, you know, he changes everything. Jesus changes everything, including our relationship with food and our bodies. He can give us a kingdom mindset. Only he is the one that can get us to that place. And so all of our journeys are going to look different. You know, some of you are going to take a different path than I take. And that is good. Friends, that is good. It there is no one size fits all plan when it comes to freedom in our bodies. And (laughs) so I want you to know that. So in part one, I just shared um, God's invitation for me to lead you to freedom. He just said, lead them to freedom. (laughs) And today, I just want to talk to you a little bit about kind of what happened. So 2021 was a rough year for me. You know, a lot of people really struggled in 2020 and gained weight in 2020. You know, a lot of times, you know, because it's COVID-19, you know, people would kind of joke about, you know, the COVID-19, kind of like the freshman 15 when you go to college, like you gain the the freshman 15. Well, I gained the COVID-19. Well, that didn't happen to me. And, you know, 2020 was hard, but it wasn't as hard for me as 2021. And the reason was we had a family crisis. Now, you may have had a different event, and, and maybe there was no single event that kind of caused some, you know, bondage in this area of food and healthy living and exercise and all of those things related to our bodies. You know, but for me, there was an event. Um, And, you know, for you, it could have been COVID. I mean, COVID is a global crisis. You know, you talk about a family crisis, COVID was a global crisis. You know, for some of you, it could have been financial crisis. And, you know, just the worry that can come with that. Some of you, it could be a relational crisis. It could be with your parents or family members or a spouse or children or a boss or, you know, I mean, there's so many different relationships. You could even have had some you know, relational crises that have happened inside the church. Maybe you've gotten hurt by people in the church. And I know that has been part of my story. I grew up as a PK, a pastor's kid, and (laughs) that's a story for another day. For some of you, it could literally have been a health crisis. So maybe you got an injury or a diagnosis or something like that. And for others, it could simply either be big T or little t trauma of some sort that really caused a disconnect with your body. For me, in 2021, it was a family crisis. Oh, and I just, I can even just feel the weight of it just thinking back. It's been a year, over a year now, but it was in February 2021 that there were just several events right in a row that my my dad was you know having some issues and we knew something needed to change 
For those of you that don't know, my dad was assaulted in 2009 and sustained a traumatic brain injury, TBI. And um, he was, they said he might never even survive, let alone wake up. And he, you know, God just did so many miracles in his life. You know, he was able to walk, talk, he was able to return to driving, even have a couple little part-time jobs. And um, he was living in Ohio and then um, was divorced a second time. But, you know, he was able to still live on his own in Ohio. And he wanted to do that because he wanted to main his, maintain his independence. And again, like I said, he had some people that were supporting him and giving him small jobs. He had a place to live for free. He didn't wasn't paying rent or utilities. You know, he was getting assistance through like Meals on Wheels, they don't call it that, but that's basically what it is. <laughs> and he even had somebody come once a week to clean his apartment, do his laundry. So it was just an ideal situation for him to be able to maintain independence. But we just knew that the longer it went, you know, the harder it was going to, it was, it was getting. And, um, you know, my dad was divorced, I'm thinking it was maybe 2013. So it, I think he had been on his own around seven years. And it was the last few years that we realized, you know, I think it's time for us to take on um, some more responsibility and just in case something happens. And so we took on power of attorney for medical and financial. We were, you know, took on, um, the ability to be part of his bank account, you know, all of those things. We had already set all of that up and we were monitoring things and helping him from a distance. I was helping with his finances and, you know, he was doing pretty good until COVID hit. And when COVID hit, it's like, my, my dad was, you know, in a band, he was going to church, he would go to a free like meal in the community every week. He was doing a lot of things. He was, he's, he's an extrovert, so very social. And he was out and about in the community all the time. And people were just always amazed, right? <laughs> that he was just doing so much. I mean, we were amazed. But when COVID hit, my husband describes it like this, and I think it makes sense. It was almost like a machine that was going and all of a sudden it stopped. Everything stopped. I mean, you guys remember, you know, we didn't go anywhere for months and um, or weeks. I mean, it depends on, you know, where you were at and the, the laws and the rules and all the things. But for him, it was months. And when he finally had the opportunity to get back in to doing things, which was in July of 2020, I flew out there and I stayed with him for two weeks because um, we had an issue where he was getting lost driving and um, the police had to ended up ended up having to find him at one point. And, you know, there was this, this whole drama <laughs> around that in 2020. And so we thought, okay, we just need to get him back going again. You know, he just needs to get reminded. You know, he has a brain injury. And after not using those, quote unquote, muscles, you know, in your memory, um, you know, we thought, okay, we just got to get him going and then he'll be okay. 
So I spent two weeks with him, worked with him on using the GPS and getting back into all his activities, making things easier for him. And he seemed to do pretty well. Not perfect, but pretty good. We even got him a membership at the Y and he started swimming. Can you believe it? (laughs) My dad just amazes me, really. He is incredible. And, you know, he told me recently, I want to tell my story. I just really feel like it can help so many people. And so he has given me permission to share these things. And um, hopefully he'll share more of his um, story at another time as well. But it was, um, you know, it was just kind of touch and go after that July of 2020 when I spent those two weeks with him. And I just noticed like there were more and more um, charges to his account that I didn't recognize. And then we would be on the phone and hear like he had been watching TV and bought something on a commercial and we'd have to ask for a refund and, you know, I'd have to cancel recurring charges. And I mean, it just those kind of things started getting more and more. And then um, around the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021, he just started changing his Medicare insurance to all the different plans. And I think it was just, you know, all the commercials again that he was watching. He was watching more TV because he wasn't, I mean, still as active. I mean, he was getting back into things. But and then, um, you know, changing your insurance over and over and over, it just can cause issues with coverage, with different things. And so that was becoming an issue. And we were just noticing some things. There were some signs, some red flags that things had just not ever come back fully for him. But then in February of 2021, we found out that he had gotten scammed and he, um, his, you know, somebody had also, Um, gotten into his bank account and had taken control of his bank account. And it was just like several big things related to his finances happened all at once. And we realized, you know what, I think it's time because we were thinking maybe the summer, maybe, you know, we would do something. And my sister had already um, agreed that you know, he, he would come and live near them. We would, were thinking he could still live independently, but it just happened sooner than we all thought. So CJ and I got a plane ticket. We flew out there. We spent some time with my dad and we talked to him about the options. And he's like, yeah, I want to move to Florida. That's where my sister is. And so um, we just ended up staying and <laughs> making the plans and packing him up. And we, you know, rented a budget truck, (laughs) um, you know, to pack all his stuff in and we drove him to Florida. So it took a few weeks, CJ and I, um, to get all of this together. And it was a lot of work, you know, just all the little things you have to do. And so we got him moved to Florida. And then, you know, there's all the work that comes after it, you know, moving his insurance and just all the things that you have to do. And so um, CJ and I had already planned on being down there in April. And we initially thought we were going to be down there maybe two or three weeks. And when we got down there, we decided to stay for 11 weeks. (laughs) And thankfully, you know, I had brought the stuff I needed for our business, 
and we could work from down there. And um, my mom had just, and stepdad had just purchased a second home down in Florida. And so they weren't there at the time. And so we were able to stay in their home and just, you know, pay them for utilities and, you know, just that sort of thing, but have an entire home that we could stay in. So it was a really great situation, actually. (laughs) And yet it was really, really hard. So there were a few things looking back that I think happened to me. Now, um, some of you can relate, some of you maybe cannot, but when my mom and dad divorced um, way, way back, um, and and when all of the the things started to happen, it was about 20 years ago, but um, there was just some stuff you know, just some little T trauma, just some stuff that happened. And um, we had to, it's almost like my dad, um, you know, he had remarried and he had started his own life. And then when he had his brain injury, um, his second wife just really took over. And um, so we just kind of let them do their things and we'd visit and everything. But then when she divorced him. And then he, my dad was alone. You know, we were getting more involved. But at this point, um, I think my mom described it like this. And it makes sense to me. It's like, my dad had been almost like outside of the family circle for almost 20 years. And all of a sudden, he shifted right into the center of our family circle again. Because see, when my parents divorced, we kept a relationship with my dad. Um, my mom was just amazing through everything. And she really had just such a, a loving, forgiving heart. And she wanted us to keep a relationship with my dad. And so we did. And I've had a, a relationship with my dad through the years. But my mom... And then um, she got remarried to my stepdad and they became kind of like our core family unit with my sister and her family and CJ and I. So all of a sudden last year, we are just, our whole family system just takes a giant shift. And then, you know, there was, there were, there was just drama (laughs) between, um, yeah, between family members, between, you know, just all the things. There there were just, I'm, I, I don't feel free to really go into all the details because all of it doesn't deal with me. So, but just imagine lots of drama, lots of emotional, you know, upheaval and this huge, huge change in our family system. And then I was out of my comfort zone and I was in a, a, a different place for 11 weeks working and doing all the things and our, our business was kind of struggling at the time. And so I was really having to you know, move forward on some big projects while we were down there. It wasn't like I could just kind of relax a little bit. <laughs> and also it was what God was really um, inviting me into, but it was it was a huge shift and it was, it felt just monumental for me. And so first of all, it was just dealing with all the emotional stuff, but then there was a lot of practical stuff we had to help my dad with, we had to deal with. And I just want to be honest. I started coping and numbing with food, you know, emotional 
eating. <laughs> and we all do it. You know, there God has made us to crave. You know, it's like the the book that Lisa Turkist has written, Made to Crave. Yeah, God has made us to crave you know, him first and foremost, but he's made food to taste good and and for us to enjoy it. You know, it's not like we just have to feel like we're eating carrot sticks and sawdust all the time, you know, or what feels like it, you know. <laughs> he gave us food to enjoy. However, Sometimes what we think is our freedom can actually lead us into bondage. And so what happened was, you know, just I I just began to give myself permission in a way to just eat differently. I stopped doing any strength training at all. Like I even bought a whole set of weights to be in my mom's house in Florida. And I think I used them one time in 11 weeks. And then I just, I didn't do any strength training the rest of the year, even when I came home. I was walking, you know, and running, but the running became more of a slog and I began to jog a little bit. And I'll talk more about that in another episode. But I, I stopped strength training. So cold turkey. So that was huge because strength training really builds your metabolism and helps you to burn calories and just to your body to function well. But also then I started to emotionally eat. And so when you're when you're eating to you know numb an emotion or when you feel an emotion and you want to get that quick high, you know what I mean? I mean, I think you all do, right? Can you just nod your head with me like, this, to let me know I'm not alone. <laughs> You're feeling a little bit sad or depressed or anxious or worried or oh, all the things, right? And that food just feels like it just gives you a little burst because it does. You know, there's that initial burst of chemicals and yet later you can actually come down, especially with sugar. You know, you can have that high and then the low and all the things. So I began to use food in that way. And um, yes, we have freedom. Yes, we can um, eat all the things. And yet sometimes that freedom can lead us into more bondage. And that's what happened for me. And so, you know, I, I knew better. And to be honest, like, it just is so hard for me to talk about this because I had just finished my certification in um, with precision nutrition as a nutrition coach. Hello. <laughs> and in April, I got certified as a revelation wellness fitness instructor. And it's so it was just like, right after you know, right in the middle, actually right in the middle of both of those certifications, all of this stuff was happening because it started in February. And so I had the knowledge. I knew better. But sometimes it, it, it takes more than knowledge, right? And what I needed looking back is to have other ways to process the emotions and other ways. And, and maybe this was just the path I needed to take. Maybe I just needed to go through this in this season and then get to the place where I'm at now today, where I can regroup, I can see it in a different way, and now I can choose differently. But I will tell you, 
I began to feel disqualified to even do anything with a live and active wellness. I'm like, who am I? I have made all the wrong decisions. I've handled this so poorly. I'm back in bondage to food. I'm not moving my body in freedom like I was and totally stopped um, strength training. And so anyways, you get the point, right? (laughs) I wanted to give up. And God did lead me to pause everything with a live and active wellness because I really needed to work on the other side of our business that we have with writers. And um, so I did pause everything for about eight months. And it's kind of interesting because it kind of lined up with, you know, the time that I was struggling too. And and maybe it was just God's grace, you know, he just kind of gave me a little bit of a pause. <laughs> but um, he said, you know, I don't want you to quit. It's time to get going again. And so I don't know where you've been. I don't know what your cycle has been. I don't know if you've had a specific crisis or trauma that has caused, you know, a ripple effect of different things and choices and decisions. I don't know if you've been on the yo-yo dieting or where you've been, but I just want you to know you're not alone. And I want you to know that God is with you. (laughs) He is with you. Your body is good and you are a good idea. And so, you know, I'm going to be just sharing um, even next week, um, part three, which I'm going to call the wake up call, and um, just be sharing a little bit more about that next week. But I hope that this has just been helpful to you just to hear someone else's story that you're not alone, that I'm in this with you. Let me pray as we close. So Lord, thank you so much that no matter what happens in our lives, (laughs) no matter what we walk through, no matter how hard it is, no matter um, what happens as a result, you know, the decisions we make or the things that happen, Lord, thank you that you are with us. You walk with us through the valley of the shadow of death so we can fear no evil. Psalm 23 says. And so, Lord, we just thank you that you are with us and that your grace abounds, that we are not intended to walk through this life perfectly because we're human and yet we have access to you. So we thank you, Lord, that there are always opportunities for a new start, for a fresh beginning. We can choose again today. (laughs) Thank you, God for your love. Your love is greater than shame. I command any shame right now in Jesus name to leave us regarding our bodies, regarding the decisions we've made um, regarding our bodies, just regarding anything that's happened with our bodies. I just um, ask Lord that you would replace it with your love, with your acceptance, that we could begin to see our bodies in a different way, not as a project, (laughs) not as something that needs fixed, but as a good, good idea that you created us and you said we were good. 
And so, Lord, thank you. Thank you that we're on this journey with you, that we're never alone. And I just pray your grace and your um, spirit would be with each one of us as we continue to walk with you in this path towards freedom in our bodies. In Jesus' powerful name, amen. Ooh, that got a little deep. (laughs) I just literally am wiping away tears because... It's hard. It is hard, isn't it, friends? And yet um, God has something more for us. He has more for us in the kingdom of God. And, you know, this life is not just about the body. And yet it's so easy to get focused on it, isn't it? So next week, um, tune in to the next um, part three of Freedom Friday Um, where I'm going to share more about the wake-up call. And if you found this helpful and you think it would be helpful to someone else, please share. Um, That's, you know, this is the whole reason that I'm doing this is just to give glory to God, to help people um, to just um, take the steps to really see their body as good and to join God in this freedom journey. So love you guys, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye.